Ezra chapter number 9 and verse number 1. And when these things were done, the princes came to me, saying, The people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the people of the lands, doing according to their abominations, even of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Pezrezites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites. For they have taken of their daughters for themselves and for their sons, so that the holy seed have mingled themselves with the people of those lands. Yea, the hand of the princes and rulers hath been chief in this trespass. And when I heard this thing, I rent my garment and my mantle, and plucked off the hair of my head and of my beard, and sat down astonished. And then were assembled unto me every one that trembled at the words of the God of Israel, because of the transgression of those that had been carried away. And I sat astonished until the evening sacrifice. Brother Logan, if you could pray for us, please. Amen. Look at verse number four one more time with me. It says... Then were assembled unto, every, uh, unto me every one that trembled at the words of the God of Israel because of the transgressions of those that had been carried away. And I sat astonished unto the evening uh, sacrifice. One word I want us to look at here in verse number four is the word trembled. Now, I use words over and over. Hopefully it'll stick with you tonight. But when a person trembles unless he is cold or they have some type of medical condition, they're trembling because they experience some sort of anxiety or distress or maybe even some type of fear. When one trembles, it's an involuntary response to the body of a stimulus. If you hide behind a door and jump out and scare somebody as they enter the room, that person may scream out. That person may faint. That person may even cuss. And if it's me, I'll probably swing, so don't jump out from behind the door at me. But a person, uh, that person may tremble from being scared. A person may be involved in an accident, and after they realize they're okay, they may begin to tremble and shake as a response from the accident. But what if I told you here today that this is the same reaction that you and I ought to have when we read and hear the words of God? It's the reaction that God expects out of us when we read and when we hear God's words. And that's exactly what's wrong with America today. Our government could care less what the Bible says, much less tremble at its truths. And to be completely honest with you, I believe that's what's wrong with a lot of our churches across our nation. God's people rarely read the Bible. They, they certainly don't tremble at His word anymore. If we would really read and believe what His Word, the Bible says, you know, I could sit here and I could ask you, do you believe that this is God's own words in this book? Do you believe that every word in this book is true? If, if you do, then you ought to be bothered from time to time of what it says. Do you ever get bothered when you read the Bible? Do you even know enough of what the Bible says to be bothered? If you read it, uh, you read it enough to actually know what the Bible says, 
then it should bother you just a little bit. A whole lot of it is not positive if you, if you know what the Bible says. But it is God's perfect word. It is God speaking to humanity. And it is our final authority in all, th- all matters of faith and of practice. This book is ultimately going to tell us uh, what's going to happen in this life and in the next life. That's why they, we ought to tremble when we read it and when we hear it. We've become uh, just too casual and we just flip-flop through God's words. And I've actually heard people say, hey, I, I got my Bible reading done while I was in the bathroom. I've heard people say that. Personally, and it's just me, I don't think you should be reading the Bible in the bathroom. I don't have chapter and verse, but I don't believe you should have the TV blasting while you're reading the Bible either. Like I said, I don't have chapter and verse on not sitting in your bloomers reading the Bible. But, but it's a, that's that casual attitude that people have when they're reading their Bibles. They say, oh, let me hurry and flip through it so I can check it off and say, oh, I got my Bible reading in today. We pick it up like it's just another book. A man tells me a lot about what he thinks of this book when he says, hey, I found some time to read my Bible when I was on the toilet. That has a lot, tells me a lot about that man. But that's what's wrong. We're not trembling at God's word anymore. If you, were, if you believe the, that this is truly the word of God and you believe that it really says and what it says is going to happen, if this book really means what it says and what it's going to do, then you ought to be trembling from time to time when you read it. Let's look at a few passages here and see what God, uh, God's word tells us we should be doing. The first thing we need to realize is that this is a holy book. This is God's Word. It's a book that should cause fear in our hearts from time to time. It should cause us to tremble like it did in Ezra chapter 9 and verse 4. And it said, because of the transgressions of those, they trembled, they knew they messed up. The Word of God told them they messed up. Ezra was addressing the people of Israel because they had not separated the, from the people of the land. That's a word that ain't used a whole lot nowadays, is separation. They were involved in the same sins as the pagans were. They had let the pagan people influence their lives. They had been warned not to intermarry, but they continued to do it anyway. Because of, they, they don't intermarry because it will pull your heart away from God and His things. But now they're in trouble with God. The people were gathered around Ezra uh, to see what he had to say. What did God tell them? And and it said, and they they found out that they were in trouble. They found out that God was upset with them. And they knew that when Ezra, their preacher, showed up, that it it wasn't going to be a, a positive health and wealth type message. So they gathered around to see what God had to say to them. And the Bible says that they trembled. They actually trembled at what he said. When was the last time you heard a preacher say something or read something that you begin to tremble in your seat? When was the last time you were sitting around with your Bible, begin to read it, and get to the part where God says there's something, he's going to do something, and something about judgment, or something about heaven or hell, whatever it was, and that crossed your mind and you said, wow, that's, that, that's something there. Something that you read that may have created awe or even fear in your mind. 
Maybe fear for your family. Maybe fear for a relative or a, a close friend. Or maybe the thought of you facing God at the judgment seat. That's what these people did, and they begin to fear. Do you know why it's so hard for preachers to stand and preach and to see a, to see a movement of God in the pews? Because nowadays, if uh, they don't have theatrics in behind the preacher or some type of carnival sideshow or little uh, praise and worship or whatever, because uh, the preacher doesn't have some type of big Hollywood theatrics behind him, that preacher is now boring. He's boring because you've already seen 10,000 murders this week. You've already seen 5,000 scenes of vulgarity this week. People running, shooting, people cussing and fighting. Everything is flashing before your eyes at 100 miles an hour. So by the time you get to the church, uh, the preaching hour seems quite boring to you. It seems that way because all week you've been pumping your mind full of the world and with the lies. And when the, the preacher stands up and gives you the truth of what the Bible says, it's no good for you. It's boring and you can't even quake at what he says. It's sad to say that some of you may sit and watch a, a movie about a dog that dies and you cry. You'll watch those wicked Hallmark movies about Jack that dies in the avalanche and now his wife's pregnant and now she's a, a widow. And you'll cry and, and, and be sad about that. But, oh, and, and Brownie died and we're going to cry and all that. But when you get over to Revelation chapter 20 and you read down through verse 15... And, and you say, oh, that ain't nothing, whatever. But then Revelation 20, 15 says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into a lake of fire. That's real. Jack dying in avalanche ain't real. He just wanted more money. This right here is the real deal. It's not some computer-generated image on the back of a green screen. It's a man going to hell forever. And if that doesn't make you shake, you need to check up with your heart. You can watch some psycho chase people through the woods with a knife. Oh, that scares me. I'll jump and squeal at that. But why won't you jump and holler about hearing a man being cast into a lake of fire? This is real, folks. Why can't we jump and holler anymore like that? Oh, we got all that imaginary stuff pumping through our minds right now. That's why. Over in the book of Isaiah, chapter 66. Uh, we can see someone that responds to God's word. If you ever noticed there's 66 books in Isaiah and there's 66 books in your Bible, I don't think that's coincidence, folks. But Isaiah 66 and verse 2, it says, For all those things hath my hand made, and all those things have been saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poured of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word, and trembleth, at my word. The man that gets God's attention and God's help is the man that has a poor contrite spirit. What's that word mean? It's a feeling or showing of sorrow and remorse for sin or shortcoming. Someone that's not puffed up and full of pride. The man that hears the word from God and it causes him to tremble. It causes a reaction in him because he believes what the book says. It's important to him. It's not just a, a book of fairy tales. When we were at the ark, they had a, a section uh, cornered off. It had all these little cartoon books of Noah's ark. 
Now, I'm guilty of it. When Caleb was a baby, we had all this little Noah's Ark stuff in his room, but we were lost. But we still knew what Noah, the, the flood and all that. But it's not a fairy tale. A lot of the world, oh, it's cute. He saved them two by two. That's not what tr- it happened, but the, it was wiped out. But they just want to believe it's a fairy tale. You know, to be honest with you, if I didn't think this book was perfect, I wouldn't put another dime in the, uh, in the offering plate. If I didn't believe that this book was right and perfect, I would just save all my money up to go on vacation. I wouldn't tote it around like I believed it was right either. If I didn't think this was the real deal, I would throw this one and all the others I have in my house away and continue on with my life. But, if I believed that this book was real, if I believed what it said was the truth, then something should happen on the inside of me when I pick it up and read the truth. It ought to shake us on the inside. This book, when you read it, should make you tremble. But we get to the point when we don't tremble at God's Word anymore. But we'll tremble at the newscast. We'll, we'll, you, when, you, when you get more worked up, over what they say on the news, then what this book says, that's a good sign that says that you're heading away from God. This passage tells us that God will acknowledge and help the man that has a poor and contrite spirit. And over in 2 Kings chapter 22 and 23, we read about King Josiah. And he, uh, the greatest revival that Judah ever had started under King Ju- uh, Josiah. Do you know how that uh, revival got started? They found the law in the walls of the temple. They didn't even know they had the law there. And when it was read to him, the Bible says that he rent his clothes. That doesn't mean he took them down to Goodwill and let somebody bar him for a little while. When he heard the words, he took his clothes and ripped them uh, while they were on his body. And then it says, and he mourned when he heard the word of God. God said, judgment's coming because of the evil that you have done. Not in your lifetime, Josiah. You you heard my word and you heeded my word and you responded. You acted upon what you heard. Now, if I were a betting man, and as good Baptists, we don't bet and gamble and run with those that do, however that saying goes. But I believe it means, uh, I say, how am I supposed to word this? It means something to God when the leaders of a country listen and obey what God says. Nobody in this country, I hate to say, is listening to what God has to say. They could care less about what these words say. Right now, all they care about is killing babies. Down in verse number 5 of Isaiah, uh, verse 60, uh, chapter 66. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake, said, Let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear unto your joy, and they shall be ashamed. I don't know about you folks sitting here. All I can say is for Chris, I want to have joy in my life. I want to have God's favor on my life. I want God to look my way. When we tremble at his word, when we take his word seriously, do you even read God's Word? Do you even believe what the Bible says? Do you even apply it to your life? Do you ever pick up the perfect Word of God and, and, and it causes you to tremble just a little bit?
Does it even cause you to shudder? Forget tremble. Does it even cause you to shudder a little bit? Now you say, well, nowadays that don't make any sense. People say, I don't believe all that. And that's all nonsense what you've got there. God, God doesn't want us to be scared of him. That ain't what I just read to us. God, God wants us to read his words and not be afraid. And God doesn't want us to walk around like that. He wants us to be rejuvenated and, and feeling good and be a positive all the time. And I'm all right. You're all right. They're all right. I'm just going to finish that up with Porky Pig. But that's all, folks. That's not how it really is. That's not what this book says, folks. If you ain't right with God and you read this book, you ought to tremble. You ought to shudder at what this Bible says. At Daniel chapter 10 and verse 11, And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. That word tremble shows up all through the Bible, folks. This had something to do with a guy that, that was a good man and he, he was respected by those, but he still fell down and trembled. So his knees were knocking. God spoke to him. He responded by trembling. But see, that's all the Old Testament. I got a New Testament ver- uh, example for you. Over in the book of Acts, chapter 24, in verse 24. And after certain days when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, which was a Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned with righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way this time. When I have convenient season, I will call for thee. Paul standing there and uh, standing before Felix and At this time, Felix is the Roman governor of Judea. In verse 24, Paul's preaching to him. He's preaching Christ, temperance, and judgment. And Felix begins to tremble. He begins to shake just a little bit because the truth of judgment is coming. You know, if I could ask a question, what's the one thing we've gotten from what we've tried to go through tonight in these passages? I'll tell you, when you and I tremble at his word, we will get help and instruction to deal with sin in our life. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on this, but do any of us sitting here tonight have sin in our lives? And you may say, well, you know, I'm struggling with this. And you might say, well, I'm up against the ropes over here and I'm battling this and that. I can say, hey, open your Bible and take this book serious and Do what God says and see what he says about the consequences of sin. Let this book look back at you like a mirror. Let it uh, get all tore up what God says about you and your sin. God will come down and help you, help you fight that sin. He'll show you the solution and then you'll begin to tremble at his word. When you tremble at his word, you'll get God's attention. You approach God with a humble spirit And then you will begin to tremble at his word. God will pay attention to you. How many today need God to to pay attention in their situation? I do. Approach him with the right reaction to his word. When, When you tremble at God's word, you'll face God in this life and the next with joy. 
You can have complete confidence in this life and in the next if you tremble at his word and take it seriously. When you tremble at God's word, you get God's help. Daniel 10, 11, and he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee. Stand upright, for unto thee I am now sent. He came to Daniel to help him in his time. One thing that I want to remind us here is, just like we read in Acts 24, you can, st- you can tremble when the preacher preaches just like Felix did. You could tremble for a moment. You could tremble, uh, tremble under the emotion. You can even tremble under the conviction. I've even trembled under the preaching. But that's not enough. We need to tremble at God's word while we're reading and while we're hearing it preached. But we should tremble at God's word past the moment we get out the doors while we're riding down the roads. And then we need to go and react upon God's words. As far as we know, Felix was all tore up. He was like, Paul, that's enough. Get out of here. You're starting to scare me. I don't want to hear no more of it right now. And as far as we know, Felix died and went to hell. And when we hear the preaching of the word, when you open the word, when you read the word and that word starts to minister to your heart, we need to respond with trembling and it needs to be uh, past that point of last uh, contact. It needs to do a work in your heart long after you leave the church, long after you close your Bible at night. I'm going to be done right here, Brother Brown. But maybe uh, the reason the church, and I'm not saying Bible Baptist church, but the church in general, God's church, maybe they're the reason they are right now. Maybe because they're so carnal and our country is so godless and the preachers are so powerless, it's because we don't tremble at God's words anymore. It's no more important to the average American than the 5 o'clock news or the Wall Street Journal. Hey, it's just another book you could pick up and read. In most homes across our country, the Bible is just a black-backed book. It's turned white from the dust sitting on the coffee table. And it's going to remain there because you know that if you try to move it, it's just going to tear the cover off of it because it's stuck there. And while we're trembling at everything from... COVID-19 to the war in Ukraine to our border issues or all the shootings that are going on or our beloved bumbling president that we have. Whatever we're trembling about that's not in this book, we need to get our hearts right. But the one thing that has all the answers and the one thing that perfectly predicts the future of every saint and of every sinner and the one thing that gives us peace And that's the one thing I believe we all need right now is a little peace. We never look at it. A little long tremble over what it says. You ever wonder why you don't have peace in your heart? You ever wonder why you don't have peace at the house? Why are we afraid of the wrong things when we know what the Bible says? If you do it, uh, if you just pick your Bible up and, and rush through it done hurriedly, So you can check it off. So you can get on with your life. I'm going to quickly get through my Bible reading so I can get on to the important things in my life. Four words on that one. God help us all. 